this is Nicole Marshall from Auto Network Solutions and welcome to Bird Doggin 101. Uh, this show is where we discuss different topics surrounding used car sales and referrals. If you're a stay-at-home mom or a used car salesman or anyone looking for ways to supplement or replace your income, then this podcast is for you. Today, we're going to talk more about how much the referrals are and how you can get paid. Keep on listening. Hi, you guys. Nicole Marshall here, and I'm back for my third episode of Bird Dogging 101. I thank you so much for being here with me today and kind of getting through the struggles of a new podcaster. I'm really just familiarizing myself with the platform, and my intros have been different every time. I will be getting better with that and hopefully streamlining it, so just stick stick with me. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you guys more about how much the referrals are, um, you know, what it takes to generate a lead, kind of get into a little bit more of that side of thing. Uh, And really just jumping into it um, without telling you, you know, X dollar amount how much I'm making with this. It is something, guys, that I was able to just about triple I would say two and a half to three times, so 2.5 to 3x my income from the last job that I had before I started bird dogging. So my last job was working front desk for a dental office. So if you think about that income times two and a half times three, that's about what I was able to make doing this full time. Uh, When I say doing bird dogging full time, really it's just part time hours. I mean, many days uh, I will just put in work for a few hours a day. Um, You know, some days I'll do more than that, just depending on how busy it is and what season it is. But overall, I'm still able to do things like go to the gym, I'll go to the grocery store, lay my daughter down for a nap, um, little odds and ends, errands and things, and I'm still done, you know, by around five o'clock. Now, it is one of those things that, I mean, I don't have a set schedule. So maybe I'll be posting in the evening while I'm watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you know. Um, You can get creative with your schedule. You know, I have always been one of those more workhorse type people where I enjoy work and I really like to stay on top of things. Um, But even with that said, guys, I have plenty of free time, more than I had when I was working a nine to five job. So getting back to um, the money of it is very good money, uh, a lot more than I was making working a job. And the interesting thing about it when you look at a bird dog referral is in many cases, the referral that the bird dog gets can sometimes be more than they pay the referral 
or the commission of the salesperson, which if you think about it is quite interesting. And some of you may be wondering, well, why? You know, if that's an employee working for them full time, why is this outside person getting more money per per deal? Um, if, and if you heard my call, my um, podcast the other day, it doesn't mean that I'm making more than the salesperson per se, but I'm just talking commission for the sale, right? Because there'll be a salary, there's different bonuses, there's a lot of things that go into an employee's payroll, but I'm just looking at the specific bonus per deal. And sometimes I have to question, well, why is that? And I think because without the opportunity, guys, there will be no sale. So it is so important to get people through the door to give those salespeople the opportunities to make money. So it's just really a part of their budget for the most part, you know. There's always going to be some sort of marketing, whether it's on a billboard, whether it's on a commercial, whether it is on ads of some sort. Um, And in many cases, that marketing budget can be going to your pocket instead. And ideally, with the bird dogging course that I'm going to be teaching and coming out with soon, I want to shed light on that and show you guys how you can take that marketing budget and transfer it over into your own pockets because essentially that's what you're doing. Um, So it's a really great thing. And it's so exciting. Now, the amount that the dealerships pay out on their bird dogs do vary from dealership to dealership. I would say a good average is going to be between $200 to $300 per sale, sometimes going up to as high as $400 or $500 depending on the dealership and how much the customer is putting down. But a realistic average, I'd say between two and 300 200 250 300 in some cases um now as you guys begin to start scouting out local dealerships in your area you may call initially and ask how much that bird dog is and they may lowball you and tell you 100 or 150 Uh, a lot of times that can be the case with smaller dealerships um, and they may be thinking that you're just, you know, a regular person, like a customer even. A lot of times, the customers may not get paid as much on their referrals as a bird dog would. So, just be aware of that, and it's okay, but as you build the relationship with the dealer, as they see your authority as a bird dog and how many leads you have, that number will go up. And in some cases, you can even tell them, well, I'm normally getting paid 200 or 250 per deal. You know, if I send you five deals, can we work on that? Or, you know, if you've already talked to a few dealerships that have that two or 250, just send them most of your deals. And 
I've never really worked with, I won't say never. I haven't worked with many dealerships that pay that low of a bird dog. Um, I have one wholesale lot that I work with. It only pays a hundred, but that's because it's a wholesale lot, which means they're all cash cars and they're all extremely cheap and very reasonably priced. So they're not making a lot per deal, but they're flipping a lot of cars. So I accept that because I want to have a wholesale lot in my repertoire. Um, I'm the type of person who I want to have a dealership for everybody. So I really like to work with one type, one or two types of each dealership. So let's say two big dealerships like a uh, Dodge or a Nissan, right? Then you have a couple local buy here, pay here's that all they do is in-house financing and they have a lot of inventory. Then you might do one or two small mom and pop shops where the owner's there, it's just one man shop. Then I'll have one or two dealerships. They're going to work with the cheaper down payment, $199 or $299 down. Then I'll have my wholesale lot. Then I'll have a lot that has some luxury vehicles on it. So I really try to spread out the types of dealerships I have so that I have some somewhere for everyone and then just feed those dealerships. So I don't need, you don't need to be working with everyone, but you wanna have somewhere for everyone, if that makes sense. And then even if you're only working with three or four dealerships, you feed those dealerships a lot of deals, get your bird dog to go up, build more rapport with your salesperson and all overall have a better experience for your customers. So that's something that I'll be teaching you guys, uh, how to determine who will qualify where in my program, um, and also teach you how to connect with and converse with your salespeople because this will be very beneficial to you being able to follow up with your customers and really being able to I don't know how to say it. I don't want to say maximize, but in some cases you may send a customer to a dealership that does not purchase there. So you want to have the relationship with your salesperson where they know as soon as that customer's leaving the lot, if they haven't put money down, they're letting you know. Really, anytime they're leaving the lot, you want them to let you know. Whether they sold, they should be sending you a text. Whether they're leaving, uh, sometimes you'll get salespeople who they don't want to lose a deal and have you send it somewhere else. And that's not really the type of salesperson I want to work with because at the end of the day, if you couldn't sell them the first time, you know, there's a good chance that customer's not going to come back. Number one. Number two is I, as a bird dog can be the second voice for my salesperson. So they could be lying to you just so they can leave the lot. But when I call them back and say, hey, how'd it go at the dealership? They may give me the correct reason as to why they left, where they're just BSing you to leave. So when you have the correct reason, you know, the real reason why someone's not buying, it helps you be able to close the deal. 
So, for example, if he's like, I need to go home and talk to my wife, we'll come back tomorrow. So the salesperson is hoping that they can get the deal tomorrow. Maybe they're low on deals for the month. They really want this deal. Whereas when you call them back, they may tell you, you know what? I didn't like any of the cars. My sales guy was rude. The car was really dirty on the inside. Whatever the reason are is, you can get to the bottom of it and you can either say, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, let me send you over here. They have a lot better deals. Or, hey, what is it that you're really looking for? From there, once they're, you know, conversing with you, you can break down what the real problem is, and that way you can re-refer them out. Basically, long story short, you're not going to lose the customer. And that's the key with this. Even if you can't get it right the first time, guys, you want to send them somewhere else so you still can hold on to that lead and it's not a lost lead. Hoping you're following me there. Um, But that is one of the prime assets of being a bird dog compared to being a salesperson. And I really try and use that even as examples to my customers. And I say, hey, I work with multiple dealerships. So I'm not just trying to push you to come into this one lot. I'm trying to help you find the lot that's best for you. So that in itself gets the customer comfortable with you. Like, okay, great. You know, let me go ahead and let Nicole know everything that's going on with me so she can really help me. I don't want to be out here all day driving across town trying to get a car I really just want to find the right car and if this is someone who can help me do that it's someone I feel comfortable with it's someone who already knows exactly what my story is because I've answered her question then it's somebody that I'm going to stick with so that's the report that we have that's the key so you really want to make sure that your sales person you're working with is good in that sense where they're open to texting you when the customer leaves, when they've sold. I mean, I have some salespeople that are so great. I mean, we communicate back and forth like, hey, talk to John. He's not coming in today. He'll be in on Friday. Or John's not ready for two weeks. You know, put him back on your pipeline. Or the customer bought somewhere else. You don't have to follow back up with them. These small follow-ups between you and your salespeople will make the world of difference. Because if the customer bought, then you don't want to continue to follow up with them. And neither does your salesperson. So if either of you have that information, share it with the other. Then everybody can save time and hassle and headache of trying to chase someone down when they've already bought. Or whatever the case may be. Okay? And I normally go in, you know when I'm reaching out to a new dealership is, you know, who is the best salesperson? Like that's the person I want to work with. I want to work with the person who's closing the most deals point blank period. Like you're not going to be sending leads to every single salesperson. You're going to have one point of contact at the dealership unless that person's not there that day. 
But for the most part, that's the person you're going to be calling. That's the person you're going to be texting. Um, And the great thing is, because you guys are on a team, like you guys are each getting paid for the deal, the salesperson is going to be happy to ask your answer your questions more so than they would a customer's. And not, I don't, let me just further explain that. Not that they're not going to answer the customer's questions, but their goal with the customer is to get them in the door. So they don't want to give them too much information because they can't sell them a car on the phone. Yet with you, they may give you more information that you ask for. Like, hey, you know, do you still have this or this car? Or how much is that car? Or can you work with this situation? So you can throw different things, different questions that you have. If you are new, that's okay. If you have a question, you can call your salesperson and they'll, they'll be happy to help you because, again, your money is their money. So it creates a, a really great relationship there. Um, and with the relationship between you and your salesperson, it even comes down to how soon you get your money sometimes. Um, sometimes the salespeople are the ones to submit your check. I have some salespeople that are really great. I mean, the customers just left a lot. And they're like, hey, Nicole, I got your check submitted. I'll have it mailed out to you. Or, hey, Nicole, your checks are here. So that way you don't have to feel like you're like hassling. You already know what the process is. You already know on this day the right checks. You can go in and pick it up. You can text your sales guy. It'll be there in the mail. Um, so that's all about having a good salesperson on your side. It'll really help make your job a lot easier um, and help you make more money. Okay. Um, Yeah. And then again, getting back to how much you're getting paid per deal. I mean, if you are brand new in this and let's say you're living in some extremely rural city and maybe they don't sell that many cars, but you guys are going to work together. If it is 150, take it, you know, Like I said, once you have that leverage and you start sending in more customers, they are going to up your bird dog. Like I had a dealership, they were smaller. They didn't have the cars priced as expensive. It was really more tighter on, you know, um, how they had their pricing. So they told me 150, I'm like, okay, um, And normally I probably wouldn't say okay, but it was like a close friend of mine who was like kind of working with the dealership. So I was like, okay. Then uh, after a while, you know, the leads that I started sending slow up and he's like, well, you know, why are your leads slowing up? And I'm just like, to be honest with you, I send leads to where I get paid more. And he's like, you know what? Okay, boom. Simple as that. So. Hopefully you guys are gaining some good knowledge from this podcast. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tie it up there. Just kind of recapping, you know, we talked about you know, how much money you can make per deal. And then really dove into the relationship with your salesperson. Um, hopefully in the future episodes, I will break that down a little smoother for you guys. Again, thank you so much for listening and come back again soon.
this has been another episode of Bird Doctor 101 with me, your host, Nicole Marshall. Thank you so much for listening in. Come back tomorrow where where we're going to talk more about all the things you need to know about used car sales lots from my perspective as a bird dog and how you can maximize your sales. Love you all so much and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye for now.